Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way, back again with our morning agenda show as we dissect all the latest Arsenal transfer news. I'm delighted to be joined by Charlie Barclay for this one. Charlie, how are you doing this morning? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Um, I mean, over the last few days, we've been doing a lot of stuff with transfers and obviously you and Tom have been on here a few times speaking about them, but it's I'm I'm excited for all of this kind of like transfer gossip, everything that's going to be happening this summer. And obviously we'll be getting into some of the stuff. But yeah, I mean, as a whole, I'm just excited for this transfer window, I think. How, how have you felt since the season has concluded? Like, obviously there's still a few games here and there. The Europa League final took place uh, on Wednesday night. I'll be honest, it was completely like, it. I thought I wasted about 120 minutes of my life. That's how boring it was. And I think I just need to mention the scenes afterwards um, in terms of, uh, not right, to be honest, what, what he experienced at the airport, him and his family. And I think it stems from one person, and that's uh, Jose Mourinho. The fact that he's waiting in the car park for him, it's just, it's just, it's just not called for, like, uh, uncalled for. So... But yeah, apart from that, we've got FA Cup final tomorrow, Manchester Derby, and uh, Europa Conference League um, final on Wednesday night, and then a Champions League final on Saturday. But yeah, without Arsenal, it doesn't feel the same, does it? No, I mean, with us, with Arsenal season, like I know that we didn't win the league, and I know that we kind of like fell at the last hurdle. But I, there's still so many positives to take from it. So, think looking back at it now that. It, it's kind of had time to marinate, uh, if you know what I mean. Like the fact that we haven't, the fact that we haven't actually won it. It's I'm thinking about it now, and you got to think positively. You got to think the fact that there are a load of positives to take from it. We still can improve, and Arsenal and Arteta, Edu, Cronkies, they're going to try and make Arsenal improve this summer. That's what they're going to be doing with the transfer window, and yeah, it doesn't feel the same with with Arsenal not playing in these games. I mean, we all know how it feels to be like in the in the FA Cup, in the FA Cup final, and come out victorious. But unfortunately, we're not even in it, and I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place because I really do not like Man U. And then now that we've been coming up against Man City and how good they are, I just don't want them to win the treble. I think I just I would absolutely love Inter to win that Champions League final this uh, this later this month. Um, so I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place with the FA Cup final because I don't like even Manchester team now. But I think previous seasons with Man City, it was a kind of thing of I'm used to them winning. We're not competing at we're not competing at the top of the league yet. So I'll just I'm I'm fine. I'll rather them win the league than than Liverpool or Man U, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But now that we're up there, hmm. I'm starting to really dislike them now. But yeah, uh, <laughs> that's just how it is, I guess, when you're competing up against them and how good they are. So I I just don't want them to win the treble. I'm okay with them winning the FA Cup. I just don't want United to win that and I don't want them to win the treble. That's my kind of like standpoint at the moment because I just they are such a good team, but mm-hmm. it's what it is and yeah no i agree i think that that potentially would be the ideal scenario like they can beat manchester united um tomorrow it's tomorrow night when friday yeah well yeah the week week flies by but yeah um at wembley and then a week later i wouldn't mind enter milan winning the champions league i just think it'll be a nice story but yeah i I don't expect it to be honest i think manchester city 
um, what they've done this season. I think they will go on to win the treble. But I agree with you. I think they have certain players in that team. Not from a not from a playing point of view. I think they got great players, but apart from that, the stuff that they do away from playing uh, football at Rodri, he, he riles me up. To be honest, I still oh. can't get over that tackle that um, he, he he like. It was on Martin Odegaard, I think it was, during an international fixture. Just took yeah. him out. And I'm just thinking, what are you playing at? You, you silly guy. But no, I agree with you. But let's forget about Manchester United. Let's forget about Manchester City. The main priority uh, is Arsenal and the transfer news for the end of the season. Um, it's your main man again, Declan Rice. <laughs> I think every single morning, like we're speaking about Declan Rice, we should just name... Uh, the show, the Declan Rice agenda. Yeah. But reports yesterday emerging from Sami Mokbo of the Mail, um, which is not a surprise to many, to be honest. I know West Ham fans have a fixation with Declan Rice going to Bayern Munich, going to Manchester City, etc. For some reason, they don't want him to go to Arsenal. They've just, in their heads, they formed a rivalry, an imaginary rivalry, and I just don't understand where that's come from. But Declan Rice... Um, his preference is to stay in the Premier League. His preference is to stay in London. He's not open uh, to moving abroad. He seems settled in London, uh, in England, in the Premier League, which is not a surprise to me, which is not a surprise to you. So are you starting to feel a bit more confident with this deal? Definitely. I don't. I think when there was the, the news about Bayern possibly tabling a £95 million bid, it... I was still confident at the time, but there was a little. But I, my confidence had dropped a little bit in the terms of of the race to sign him. And now that he snubbed that move, we've been handed a huge boost in this. And you can tell that our, that Declan Rice is Arsenal's priority. It's been Arsenal. He's been Arsenal's priority for God knows how long. For I think since the January transfer window, yeah. I think that's what it seems like. And I think. I mean, I said it previously, I just can't see Declan Rice moving away from England. I don't know what it is. I feel like it's just me thinking of English people. I don't. I can't see English players moving away from the Premier, Premier League or the Championship, whatever. Obviously, it does happen, but I find it more difficult to see that happen than a Spaniard going to Italy, for, per se. Yeah, I know um, what you mean. It happens once yeah. in a time. Like, you know, in Real Madrid... Or Barcelona come calling in the past. You've seen David Beckham move to Real Madrid. You've seen Michael Owen move to Real Madrid. Then you'd understand it. Like if Real Madrid were calling, then I could see Declan Rice potentially leaning towards Madrid because yeah. they—that's th the dream for footballer. Like when Madrid come calling, when Barcelona come calling, it, 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 you have to think about leaving because you don't get the opportunity again. However, a club like Bayern Munich, I know they're very uh, a massive club. They've got great European pedigree, um, best team in Germany. But I just can't see Declan Rice uprooting his family when he's got an opportunity to stay in London with a good manager under Mikel Arteta, a good young team in Arsenal. He's got his English uh, teammates, such as Bukayo Saka, Aaron Ramsdale, Ben White, etc. But he's also at a team which are competing. If Arsenal weren't competing, if they were loitering in fifth or twelfth position, and that's not indirect to a certain club in London, then I'd slightly be worried. However, we're the only London representative in the Champions League next season. That's a big plus. We're competing against Manchester City. He's always coming out and speaking highly of Arsenal as well, highly of Mikel Arteta, the coaching which has taken place at this club. So all roads 
point to Declan Rice signing for Arsenal this summer. I just, I'd be shocked if he doesn't sign for Arsenal, to be honest. And then I'd be slightly worried from an Arsenal point of view because I'd be thinking that's Mikel Arteta's main priority target and we haven't got that over the line. What's happening? But I can't see it happening. I think the fact that we've got Champions League football, we now know that if you want to compete with Manchester City again next season, we have to get main players in. And I, and the fact that we're allowing a player like Granit Xhaka to depart, again, all roads point to Declan Rice. Yeah, you can only think with Shaka going, you can only think big things are going to happen in, in that midfield specifically and as in the club as a whole, I guess. But, I mean, you mentioned that it seems like it's, it's going to be Arsenal. It seems like, like it'd be such a disappointment if Arsenal don't get our uh, priority target because it could be a huge blow for us as a reputation because you see the fact that we've been linked with him for so long, You've been seeing that he snubbed other clubs and then all of a sudden he won't go. That mm. couldn't be kind of players might think, well, hang on, why why is he why yeah. why is he all of a sudden been like, actually no, I'll step back from this. But it seems like with club and player, it just seems like tunnel vision at the moment. It just seems like Arsenal want Declan Rice and they're at the they're at the front of the race to sign him. They're the they're the front-running club and Declan Rice just sees them. That's what it seems like at the moment. Yeah. He's snubbing away. He's snubbing a move away from Bayern Munich, which, as I said, is a huge boost for Arsenal. The fact that they're willing to table that amount of money for him, and I, I, I'm not sure what West Ham's point of view was it, what their what what their standpoint was on it. But obviously, Declan Rice has decided against it, and once again, it is a huge boost for us. And we've seen we've seen in the past Chelsea have been trying to get that deal done. But now the fact that they're not in the Champions League, they're in the bottom half of the table. They could have been fighting for relegation. If they didn't win against Bournemouth, that could have been drastic for them. Mm. And I think Declan Rice has seen that. They're in a they're in quite a terrible position at the moment in terms of the club. They need to offload a lot of players. They've now been saying that Mason Mount, they're not willing to accept anything under 80 million euros. And it just seems like they're trying to compensate for the yeah, amount of money that they spent last season, yeah. the overspending. It just seems like that's what the case is. So I don't think that they're going to be willing to spend another 90, 100 million euros on a player that may not even be starting. Like they may even be keeping Kante. They, I mean, Kovacic might be on the way out, but they've got Enzo Fernandez, another 100 million pound midfielder in that kind of setup. It doesn't really seem like they'll want to bench one of them so then there'll be more offloading coming so Chelsea kind of seems out the picture and as you say with Arsenal being the only London club in the Champions League that is a huge standing point for us that is a huge kind of desire for anyone to want to come to Arsenal because we are that we are representing London we we are representing the capital of England that's just that's what it seems like and I mean, you say with West Ham, they seem to be kind of getting a this kind of rivalry with yes. Arsenal. It's a bit weird, but I, I saw I saw a video of um, uh, uh, Mikel Antonio was on a podcast, right? Yeah, and he was up. Was it with Callum? No, he's got. Um, no, no, yeah, he, he, he is with Wilson. He is with yeah, Callum yeah. Wilson on a podcast, but he was on a different one. He was a guest on one, and he was asked what fans. Do you right, dislike the most? Awesome. And it was, and his answer was Arsenal. And it, 
I think if there is a rivalry between West Ham and Arsenal, I think it's just because of that. They don't like the fact that I believe that it's the fact that because we're doing so well, we're just kind of like, yeah, we're at the top of the league, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's what it's come from. But I think it, we're just in his head. I think he's just a little bit salty. I just think that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but I don't think that's going to change Declan Rice's point of view. I don't think that's going to change the fact that uh, the Arsenal fans, we don't like them at West Ham. I'm not going to go to Arsenal. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think... Declan Rice wants to keep on improving. He wants to keep pushing himself. And the only way that he's going to be doing that is move away from West Ham, move to a team that's fighting for the Premier League. Now in the Champions League, after six years, that we would be working so hard in that Champions League because I've said it in a previous agenda. If we crash out of the Europa League from the group stage, it would be devastating for us as Arsenal Champions, fans. Champions as a club. League. Champions Sorry, League. yeah, yeah. Um, out of the Champions League. If we if we crash out of the group at the group stage of the Champions League, I, it would be devastating for us because we've missed it for six years, and we could, I just feel like as a club, it will be so horrible for us to to leave the competition at that time, and because of that, I just feel like we're going to really push this club. And the only way that we're going to be able to do that is with signings like Declan Rice. And Declan Rice will know this. I'm sure he'll know that. Arteta will be portraying it to him. And I'm sure that he'll have a huge part to play in this Arsenal side going forward in possibly the Shaka role, in a defensive midfielder role. He'll, he, he's got versatility to his game as well. And I think it could be a huge, huge signing for Arsenal. And, I think Declan Rice might have that in his mind as well. Yeah, I think it's a game changer. I think it's that type of signing which just gets you off your feet. It's that type of signing which you, which teams in and around Europe say uh, to themselves, oh, oh crap, Arsenal are back. Like the fact that if they can bring a player like Declan Rice, who has been linked with a whole host of clubs, I spoke about yesterday, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, uh, Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, etc. And the fact is, if he decides... That his future lies at Arsenal, I'd be very, very impressed. I'd be very, very happy because it shows me that Arsenal are on the up and that all that players, um, top, top players now want to join this club. So, yeah, I'm confident. Uh, I can see West Ham's point of view. Maybe potentially they're trying to add other teams into the race. Um, I know that Manchester United have had meetings with Declan Rice's dad in, in the past few weeks. But again, it, it, the, the, the story is still the same, that... Declan Rice has his heart set on Arsenal. Declan Rice's representatives feel that they'll find an agreement with Arsenal. Arsenal feel that they'll find an, that they'll find an agreement with West Ham. Uh, an opening bid will be tabled after the Europa Conference League final, uh, which is next Wednesday. So you could see this story evolving probably next weekend, mm. uh, and then um, yeah, and then the pursuit will happen. But in an ideal world, we'll get in before preseason. And then he'll 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 have a he'll have opportunity um to get accustomed with his new teammates. But I'm confident. I'm confident. Um speak about outgoings. Um Kieran Tierney, it seems that his future will not be at Arsenal um ahead of next season. Um not surprising again. Um it seems that he's had talks with Mikel Ateta following the conclusion of this season. Um it seems that they've come to an agreement that he will be deploying um Arsenal this summer. But the good thing for me with this prospective move is that now there's other clubs, more than one, 
looking to sign Kirantini because it seems before that Newcastle were the only club, the sole club, that had an interest in Kirantini. And you'd probably expect that Newcastle would be the team that Kirantini joins. But now it seems that Aston Villa have joined the race for KT. Unai Emery, that link is there. And that's what we want. If we want a player to depart this summer window, we need teams in and around Europe tabling bids for our players and trying to drive that price up from a negotiation point of view. Do, do you agree? Yeah, I completely agree. I think Newcastle and Villa would be brilliant yeah. um, kind of destinations for Tierney, especially with the possible, um, with him possibly reuniting with Unai Emery. We saw how good Tierney was under Unai Emery. I mean, we've said it previously, he was possibly one of the best left backs in the in the league. He was arguably in that conversation with with Robertson in that kind of at, at the top of the Premier League. And I think being able to reunite with Unai Emery, he'll be able to refine that form and kind of push Aston Villa forward, especially in the Europa League. Uh, wait, no, they're in the Conference, Conference League. Sorry, yeah. it's difficult. And I know it's, it's difficult. Yeah, <laughs> it's another competition after another, but. He's got that European experience, and I'm sure that Aston Villa, because I don't, I can't remember the last time that they were in Europe. I think they'll be looking a long time, yeah, really. a long time ago, and yeah. they'll now be looking for 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 people that have experience in that kind of competition in that area that isn't the Premier League, because they don't really have anyone. They don't, they've got Coutinho, yes. I mean, I don't even know. Uh, did Emilio Martinez play for? Arsenal in, in Europe in Europe, in Europe. Did, yeah. they don't have much that's what I'm trying to say and with Tierney going into there I think that'll be a huge boost for them and it's going to be the same with Newcastle they haven't been in Europe for a while yeah. a while and it's just going to be the same and with a back five that Newcastle play I think it's a back five or back three with kind of pushing up um, with a left mid or left wing back whatever you want to say Tierney could fit right into that. I mean, he'll replace Dan Byrne. And, <laughs> I mean, having a six-foot-six, six-foot-seven uh, player that was a centre-back bombing up and down the wing, it doesn't really seem back, amazing, yeah. does it? But don't get me wrong, he's been doing okay. He's doing right. but, he's done well, yeah. but what I'm trying to say is Tierney would be a better fit for that. And yeah. we've seen that he bombs up and down the wings. He'll be able to provide that kind of crossing danger um, for Newcastle. So then there's that kind of quarrel between the two clubs. We want that Europe experience. We want that experience going forward. And maybe the negotiations between the clubs, between the players, it could be, it could once again, as you say, drive the price up because I don't, obviously, I don't know how negotiations work exactly in, in football, but there might be a thing of, oh, Aston Villa have tabled this. Uh, have tabled this kind of fee for Tierney. Newcastle are like, okay, we need to better that. You never know. It could drive the price up. And with the fact that Kivior has been playing on the left, I think that's a massive boost for Arsenal if we're going to get rid of Tierney because we know that Tommy Asu can play there. Yes, he's quite liable with injuries, but we know that Tommy Asu can play there. Tommy Asu can also play on the right. Kivior can play on that left side. He can also play a right-sided centre-back. So we're versatile across the defence. And if Zinchenko gets injured, which he has done a couple of times this season, we know that we're stacked in a position or possibly stacked in a position where someone can fill in for them. And 
I can see why Tierney would want to leave because even with Zinchenko not playing, he is he playing Kivior instead yeah. of Tierney. So you're like he's he he's he's falling down the pecking order a bit, and I'm sure that he won't want that, especially with the form that he was having over the past few seasons, especially under Emery. And I think that it would be a good move for him, and I would like to see him play more. I've maybe not a different club, but I would like him to to kind of find the form that he was at, and because it is sad the fact that he ha- that he was a vital part to our team in previous seasons, and now we just see he's just been completely replaced. He's been replaced by Zinchenko, and then now he's been replaced by Kivior, who's who's just come into the side, and he's being replaced that left back as a makeshift left back. Hmm. You can see that it. I would imagine that it would have an effect on his mental, maybe his mental health, on his well-being as a footballer. You never know. But the fact that he's now got clubs that are wanting him, I'm sure that he would be like, right, I want to go to this club. I want to be able to play first-team football. And I think that it would be a good move for him. I think it would be good business for Arsenal, especially, as I said, we're, we're sta- we could be stacked in that position, especially with the possibility of Partey playing right back now it means that everyone can shift over we can we will obviously have Saliba back at some point so Ben White could play on the right Kivio on the left Saliba in the middle you never know Ben White in the middle Kivio on the left as it's been going at the moment with Partey on the right we've got a whole load of combinations and Tierney just doesn't seem to be part of that unfortunately so I think he just needs it in a standpoint of from his viewpoint it you can only see him going, really. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, like, he's a good defender, but I just don't think he fits uh, Mikel Arteta's system. And you could flip it to Mikel Arteta. Like, I understand Mikel Arteta's viewpoint as well. Like, if Zinchenko doesn't play, he wants to play the same way that Zinchenko offers. But Kirantini just can't do that, in my opinion. He just doesn't have that ability the same way Zinchenko does in that inverted left-back role. So maybe Mikel Arteta, he's been a bit naive, you could say, in terms of when he brings Kirantini in, he should play to Kirantini's strengths. But again, should um, should a player play to the way the manager wants? Should the manager... If you understand what I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I it's part and parcel uh, of the point. But I think the fact that Newcastle are in for him, Aston Villa are in for him, you're probably looking at Thirty-five million pounds, I think, would be yeah. It it will be it will be sensible. It will be a good offer uh, for KT, and I think it would it would be money that we could put back into the team to strengthen in other areas um, that are priority. Um, obviously, Rafael Guerrero, he's a free agent. Maybe he could be an option to bring in to replace KT. But it seems that Arsenal are focusing on looking to strengthen in the full-back areas, looking to strengthen in the right centre-back area. But, yeah, I, I wish to continue the best. Like when I watch him play, he just doesn't seem happy. He doesn't have that oomph. And I think he deserves to go elsewhere and play football, get first-team minutes because he's a very good fullback. But that doesn't mean that we should um, not get the money that we feel is best for Quarantini. And if Newcastle and Aston Villa start being cheeky and offering us £20 million, I'd reject it every single day of the week. Like, we have a valuation of KT, and I think that should start from £35 million upwards. If these teams don't want to meet that, then goodbye. He stays for me. Because at the end of the day, while 
we we want to respect the players' wishes. We're a business. We're a football club. Like we shouldn't feel, we shouldn't feel that we need to allow players to leave if people offer us um, below par um, offer. So let's see what happens. But I can see Kiranini um, leaving this football club this summer. Um, Moses Caicedo, um, the battle is on for Caicedo. There's always conflicting reports in terms of um, Caicedo. The Zerbi has continually said that Caicedo will potentially leave Brighton this summer. In the back of my mind, I think there's a gentleman's agreement there with Caicedo. The fact that he didn't get his move to Arsenal in January, um, he's probably said to Caicedo, listen, if, if, uh, if a team of Arsenal stature, Chelsea stature, European team comes in for you this summer and they put the money on the table, will allow you to depart this football club. And I think that's where we stand right now with Caicedo. I think Brighton are probably looking for £75 million, in my opinion. And if they get that money, they will allow Caicedo to leave. But Fabrizio Romano yesterday reported that Chelsea and Pochettino have an interest in both Aguate of Sporting Lisbon and Caicedo. So that makes me a bit worried in terms of this deal. But again, I think if we put the money on the table and we say to Caicedo, look, we want you to join this football club and Chelsea do the same, I think there's only one club that he's joining and that's Arsenal. So if we want Caicedo, like a lot, and if he put the money on the table, I think there's one destination that he wants to join because I go back to that Instagram um, um, post that he'd done in January. I don't see any Instagram posts for Chelsea Football Club. It's true. I can't. I still can't get my head around that, you know, that we offered Brighton that amount of money. You could see that he wanted to... It, it seemed like he wanted to leave no no player would put something on their on their social media like that and not want to leave not expect to leave and yeah i just can't get my head around that and i completely agree with you with with the kind of like battle between arsenal and chelsea for for caicedo i'm going to go back to what i said with declan rice the issues that chelsea are having in their club at the moment they just need to be able to offload players first. That's their. It seems like that's their kind of standpoint at the moment. We've seen the fact that Pochettino wants to get rid of Aubameyang, Pulisic, and they're not going to uh, and they're not going to go for Felix. There, it seems like Kovacic will be on the way out. Mount. They yeah. they need to get them sorted first. Yeah, Mount as well. They need to get that sorted first before bringing in a seventy-five million pound player, True. especially with the price that he's at and. If we're going to offer that amount of money, and Chelsea do, with the way that their club is at the moment and their standpoint as a club, the, their structure as a club with Todd Bowley kind of messing things around, it seems like, over the past season, you can only see that Caicedo would be like, I'd rather go to a Champions League uh, prim- I'd rather go to a Champions League club that's going for the Premier League title than someone that may have they're been in the relegation battle. We're more exactly. stable. Right we now. are much more stable. We've had this uh, kind of like process, the Arteta process going for three or uh, three years now. And you can only imagine that it is a very structured club. And we've seen that it's a very structured club because we're moving in the right direction. And the only way is up for Arsenal at the moment. There's one more place to be. And Caicedo, I'm sure, will have in his mind if he's to if Arsenal to table an offer. He, you can only think that he's saying, "I want to help this club go that one step further, make them jump over that hurdle instead of, unfortunately, this season falling at it." And 
I'm sure that Declan Rice will have that in his mind as well. Other players that Arsenal are looking for to bring into the club, I'm sure they'll have that kind of desire for for Arsenal to be able to push us even more because as a player's point of view, if they're if they're if they come into the club and they're like and they, and then they win the league with Arsenal, then they'll think, Oh, I helped this club win the first league that they have in twenty years. That's a fantastic kind of as a club, that is fantastic, let alone as a player. So I think Caicedo would much rather be in be at Arsenal than Chelsea. We've seen that part that Arteta's trying to get Partey out onto that right hand side on in that right back position. And Caicedo's played against Arsenal in that right back position. So you can know it what it seems like is Arteta's like trying out different things for for Declan Rice, for hopefully bringing in Declan Rice and for hopefully bringing in Caicedo because you can only imagine that he's been like, you know what, Caicedo can play really well at right back. You know what, I'll try Partey there, see how well he does because Mm. he's played there before. And then if he does well, if that system works, let's bring Caicedo in. We can possibly put him in that position if Saliba's injured, if Ben White's injured. Exactly. So only what is it in my opinion? What it seems like over the past few weeks for Arsenal in the Premier League, it seems like we're just we're trying out things for players that may be coming into our club. I agree. Obviously, that 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 might not be the case, but that's what it seems like. You can only imagine that the fact that Kivior has played at right centre back before, and the fact that Tierney has played it is a left back. It's a bit weird that Kivior is now playing at left back. Ben White's coming into the right centre-back role and then Partey on the right-hand side because we already have that back line. So it's weird the fact that he's trying to shuffle stuff about. You could Once again, you can only imagine that he is trying stuff out for potential transfers this summer. And it seems like Caicedo is one of those with Partey playing at right-back. Don't get me wrong. As I said, Partey has played there before at Atletico Madrid. So he's obviously got that experience there. But... As I say, it doesn't it doesn't seem right the fact that he's completely changing up the back line for for the last couple of games. He's looking to just pre-season. Because. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I think he's looking ahead to next season and he's um trying to find solutions, trying to find our different ideas. And I said that a few shows ago, I think that he maybe wants Kaiseido and Declan Rice, because I could see Kaiseido slotting into that party role which party has done in the past few games, that inverted right back, similar to what Zinchenko does on the left-hand side, but with Caicedo out of possession, we're back four, but in possession, Caicedo jumps into midfield, similar to what party has done. So I can see it happening, but again, it's just about putting the money on the table. And if we do that, then Caicedo will have a choice of... Um, whether he wants to play Champions League football or whether he wants to basically be at a team which is final relegation. So it's an easy choice. It's an easy choice. But again, in an ideal world, I want to see both Declan Rice and Caicedo at this football club. Uh, Wontong Soup uh, in the comments says, I think he will replace Kieran Tierney. To be honest, I think we spoke about this um, a few weeks ago. Um, to be fair, we could see that happening as well. Um I just don't think we'll sign a, a left back or a replacement for KT. 
the fact that we've been playing QBO in recent games in that position, um, again, it's positive. And I think next season, QBO will probably have a better season and he'll be more adjusted to the league. So everything's good. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? There's a brief comment I wanted to speak about um, before we end the show. I think it was Marcus. He said something about Sane or Nabri. I'm just trying to find it. Yeah. Nabri and Sane are apparently available in the summer. Should we go in for either? I think we need a striker and Jesus can cover Saka. What's your take on these links potentially potentially to Serge Gnabry? Well, I just did a um, a piece on this on uh, possible links to Gnabry. It's on it's on our Twitter on the football on the Arsenal FL uh, Twitter, and apparently Sane, Gnabry, and Mane have all been added to the transfer list. They all se- they all seem like they're up for sale. So the fact that that's kind of that's happening, it can reignite Arsenal's interest from last season. It seemed like Gnabry was. Was possibly he could have possibly been on the move, but then he signed that contract contract extension. I always find it difficult to say that contract extension, and that obviously kind of killed off any interest from any other clubs because he's he's kind of shown his desire to stay at a club for another three years. But now they put him out. For, he's they put him out on sale along with Sane and Mane. You can only see that there's a reshuffling at the club and Arsenal, I'm sure, will kind of reignite that interest from last season for both Gnabry and Sane. You never know with Mane, I'm, I'm not quite sure about about him, but with Sane and Gnabry especially, I'm sure that Arsenal will reignite their interest in him. Um, I think, I mean, Gnabry said in the past, I think it was in 2019 in an interview that he said, he said that he's always going to be a gunner. They're a top, top team, et cetera, et cetera. And that can only say that he still absolutely loves this club. I'm sure that he still follows us, maybe briefly. And you never know, he could be reunited with Arteta, obviously playing under, obviously playing under him instead of with him. I think that would be a good move for him. And we've said in, pre- in previous agendas, we've said previous weeks, Saka will need a rest at some point. He will, and you can see the fact that he's probably he was probably but he was run out. He was burnt out. Obviously, he he shone so bright against Wolves in the last game of the season. But we've said the whole, Arsenal always shines so bright on the last game of the season. But I think the fact that we could bring in possibly Gnabry, who has the Champions League experience in a top club will be fantastic for Arsenal going forward in the Champions League and going forward as a club, being able to bench Saka, being able to give him a rest. Even if Saka doesn't want to be rested, he, you never know, he could go out on the left-hand side, Gnabry could play on the right, switch them. It could be a very good kind of versatile attack for Arsenal going forward. And it's the same with Sane. He can play on the right, he can play on the left. So it can only be... I'll be surprised if links don't come about in pre um, in these next coming weeks. I mean, the 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 report that I did it wasn't actually it wasn't actually concrete evidence. The fact that Arsenal are set to kind of eye up a move for him, it was just a thing of we're looking to reignite the interest, or we we're set to reignite the interest. There's a possibility of it because he has been set he has been put on the transfer list, and. 
you can only see that Bayern are going to try and do something different with their attack, a reshuffling of their attack, because otherwise they wouldn't have been putting them up for sale. And I think it's a perfect opportunity for Arsenal to pounce on any of these three attackers with Sane, Mane or Gnabry. I think it's a perfect opportunity for them to do that because they're they're up for sale. There's no other, there's no better chance for them to do that. Yes, Gnabry might have signed a contract extension last year, but that means nothing. The only the only thing that that means now is is, is his price tag. That's the only thing. That's that's all that it means now that he's up for sale, and. Once again, I think it's a perfect opportunity for Arsenal to go for him to be reunited with Arteta and Arsenal. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think it's one to watch. I think last summer, when those links came to fruition, we were always we were all speaking about Serge Gnabry, Serge Gnabry. Let's bring him back to the club. Um, but again, he's a player that he has that European pedigree. He's done well at Bayern Munich. He's won a lot of trophies. So again it could be potentially one to watch um this summer transfer window but we're going to wrap up for there charlie um much appreciated for you jumping on this morning mate thank you for having me and thank you to everyone watching once again yeah much appreciated gonna wrap up for there if you have enjoyed the show make sure to drop a like comment subscribe and keep following us down the arsenal way oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah.